When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Whether you're in North or South Carolina or anywhere else in the world, enter the Cat Cave to listen to your favorite Carolina Panthers podcast as a part of the Keep Pounding Podcast Network where you can find shows such as Embrace Debate and Inside the Vault, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. And as always, every show, we got to welcome in co-host Shannon Smith. Shannon, what's going on, bud? Oh, man, not too much. We got something to unpack today. Yeah. Listen, this is such, this is such a grand situation that we had to bring somebody, uh, bring somebody in to have the conversation with us. He is our other co-host, of this very show, he started this show with me. Michael Davis is with us to talk about the big news of the week out of the NFL and the Carolina Panthers. Michael Davis, how you doing, bud? Guys, I am overwhelmed to be back with you guys. I know we have a lot to talk about, um, but real quick, I wanted to say uh, I've, I've been watching uh, you guys just absolutely kill it with the cat cave. Um, Ryan had to take over the show for a little bit, and then he did a random episode with Shannon and me, Des, Ryan. We're all like, "Why isn't Shannon on every week with us?" Because I think we have such an interesting dynamic here. Um, I'm at uh, a new studio right now. Um, you can see my dad's uh, Elliot jersey. But I think it's unique because, like. This is a Panthers podcast, but we're kind of subjective with like Ryan being a Lions guy and Shan being a 49ers guy, me being a Cowboys guy. Uh, it, it just works so well. Um, also want to say thank you to Desmond Johnson, the producer, who's been super awesome, uh, allowing me to you know, take time for myself and really get things going. And then um, shout out to my little sister who celebrated her birthday yesterday. So happy birthday, Madison. She's been watching all my stuff still. And now we got more content to give to her and the rest of tobacco road. Happy birthday, Madison. Good yeah, stuff. How old, how old she turned yesterday? She said, you said she was your little sister. Yeah. She's 14 now. So Ooh. two yeah. years away from getting her license. Then it's all yeah, downhill. Yeah. Hey, I got my license at 18. So she gets it oh. any sooner than me. I'm going to have a fit. So my sister was, so like in South Carolina, you get your permit at 15 and then you can either wait like three months. No, somewhere around 16, you can get your license. Um, my sister waited so long, or my parents made her wait so long that she had to take her permit test again before she got her, her, uh, her driver's license Like and went through the test. Uh, my dad didn't make me wait that long. Like I had my license like three months after I got my permit. So um, I can't relate. <laughs> I'm sorry. I feel like I've been driving my whole life. Um well, listen, uh, we've got Michael here. We might as well go ahead and talk about, I don't even know if you call it the elephant in the room. Like, this is the room in the room. Mm -hmm. David mm -hmm. Tepper 
announced Monday this week that Frank Reich has been relieved of his duties as head coach of the Carolina Panthers. News also broke that once the interim coach took over, that he uh, also released quarterbacks coach Josh McCown and running backs coach Deuce Staley. Listen, the Panthers are an absolute dumpster fire this year. I don't know exactly how to start this conversation. Uh, let's go ahead, Michael. Let's start off with you. Uh, the Panthers are one in ten. We talked about it on the show last week that there was a potential for a coaching change to be made in the off season, and then David Tep- Tepper came and kicked us right in the uh, right in the nose and just went ahead and, and, and tore the bandit off. Uh, Michael, what are your thoughts on this on this move after eleven games throughout uh, through the first season of the Frank Reich era? Well, we've had three head coaches fired in the last three seasons in their first year. Uh, Urban Meyer, a couple years ago, that was justified. There was some off-field issues. Nathaniel Hackett was just absolutely horrendous. Um, I think we can all agree. Sorry, Aaron Rodgers, I'm trashing your guy. Uh, and then we got Frank Wright. And here's the issue that I have with this. Yes, the Panthers have been terrible. I mean... They have been worse than expected. There was a lot of hype coming in this season. Once you trade up for the number one pick, get a quarterback that you believe is to be your franchise quarterback. You went out and got Adam Thielen. You drafted Jonathan Mingo. You signed Miles Sanders. Like You changed this whole coaching staff to where it's like there's actually optimism here. Here's my issue is you're not even three months into the regular season and you fired your head coach, you fired your quarterback's coach, and your running back's coach. Now you leave rookie quarterback Bryce Young that you went out and put so much stock in, and you're going to have him go through two or three head coaches in his first 12 months in the NFL. Once you count the interim head coach and whoever they hire on uh, next year, that just – I'm really afraid that you just set your rookie quarterback backwards for the time being. And that's not good because, again, we looked at the division as winnable, and if you're setting your quarterback's progression backward, that's the exact opposite direction you want to go. Like Carolina, I don't remember the number of like how many coaches they've been through in the last several years. I think four in the last five years, I think, is the number that we saw. It was Ron Rivera, it was Matt Rule, it's Frank Reich, and it's whoever else the, the new guy's going to be. Mm-hmm. Oh, like Matt, you know, well, you've also you've also got uh, Steve uh, Wilkes. Steve, Steve Wilkes. The interim, yeah. And now they have another interim coach. So technically they've have, they have had five coaches now. And and Wilkes was years. six and six last year. There yes. was, you know, some people who wanted Wilkes to stay in Carolina. Shan won Wilkes in San Francisco. Shannon guys wish. Like, how do you not give Frank Wright at least an extra year with Bryce Young, with them seeing different defenses and how they play them, um, getting an offensive line? Like, I think offensive line more than the coaching staff was the issue. And um, I, I, w- I want to get your guys' opinion on this as well, is like Josh McCown was the big guy in terms of like supporting Bryce Young. Like Josh McCown loved Bryce Young more than CJ Stroud coming out of the draft. Now McCown's gone. Where's that lead Bryce Young? Like this 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 is where it's like I'm trying to make sense of the move that was made a couple days ago, 
but every time I wrap my head around it, there I, I just I just can't I can't process what they're doing and if they're expecting to actually be competitive next year as to why they've made this move. Shannon, you want me to take this or you want to take you want to take second shot at this? Go ahead and knock it right there, man. All I, right. Uh, so um I think it boils down to the fact that David Tepper is the worst owner in the NFL, and everybody's starting to see it. Worse than Jerry Jones, worse than Mark Davis, worse than Jim Irsay. And Jim Irsay has been arrested for driving while intoxicated and and illicit substances in his his vehicle. So it says a lot when you have now sunk below him on the ownership depth chart. Uh, On on tap outs and touchdowns, Baker, Bill, and I uh, mentioned that we thought that whoever drafted Anthony Richardson would be uh, would be restaffing in five years. And and uh, we actually talked about it off the air last week that we thought that maybe it's the Panthers that were going to be doing it. And and here we see through through 12 weeks uh, or through 11 weeks, they, they've already decided to do it. Listen, I'm going to start off with Josh McCown and, and Deuce Daly. I think they get a bad rap. Uh, uh, David Tepper also mentioned that they, all, they expected to get CJ Stroud because they expected Houston to move up to one to take Bryce Young. He claims that everybody in the building wanted Bryce Young. Uh, but there are also rumors swirling that maybe there was some dissension in the coaching staff. Maybe there were guys that didn't want uh, Bryce Young, and maybe those guys were Josh McCown and Deuce Staley. Uh, you know, Deuce Staley getting fired is, is a little upsetting to me. Uh, as as someone who uh, cheers for the Lions, he took a lateral move to come to Carolina this year to be close to the family. Um, I don't think that there's a bright spot on this offense if you look at the numbers, they're 25th in passing yards per game, 28th in rushing yards per game, and 30th in total yards per game. The offense has been abysmal. Uh, I did I did the math. Uh, you were looking at under 172 passing yards per game uh, for Bryce Young and right at something like six, like 40 yards per game for, for Chuba Hubbard. But th- my understanding was that a guy like Deuce Staley brought energy to that team, which is something that this team needs because they don't have a lot of energy on the field. Uh, so I think that they were looking for scapegoats as to why this team was so bad. And so I think they put it not only on Frank Wright, but they put it on on McCown and Staley. Listen, I don't I don't know if Bryce Young is the long-term option. Uh, Michael, you alluded to it. They don't have an offensive line. My South Carolina Gamecocks know what it's like not to have an offensive line. Third string offensive line, they go five and seven. They're not bowling this year. So the offensive line has not allowed time. Uh, for for Bryce Young to get the ball going. I believe he's been sacked more than anybody in the league this season. Uh, seven sacks two weeks ago against the Cowboys. Four sacks last week against the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and then again, when the running back, when the running game is averaging under 100 yards per game total combined between both Miles Sanders and, and Chuba Hubbard, it doesn't set up as a recipe for success. So yeah, I we, we, we talked about it on the show last week that I think it, the, we were going to have to see some coaching changes in the offseason. But you talk about, like, do we give them another year? Like, they don't, they didn't have another year. They didn't have, they were going to have the number one overall pick, except they shifted off to Chicago along with their best offensive playmaker to go and grab Bryce Young. I think that you could have kept Steve Wilkes. You mentioned Steve Wilkes last year. A lot of people wanted Wilkes. I wanted Wilkes in Carolina. Uh, the defense hasn't fallen off all that much outside of the run, rush defense. Uh, ranked it. You'll see it come across the screen. Um, they, they've given up a lot of points this year, uh, but total defense, they're ranked sixth in the NFL, fifth in passing defense, but 24th in run defense. So the defense hasn't taken much of a step back outside of points and rushing rushing yards allowed. 
Uh, but Steve Wilkes, you could have kept Steve Wilkes, kept a lot of the offense intact, that being uh, DJ Moore. You still could have signed Adam Thielen. You could have gone out and got uh, a guy like like uh, Hayden Hurst. But maybe instead of trading up to get Bryce Young, you get uh, uh, Will Levis at nine overall. And you and you still have more draft capital to maybe stack on some, some offensive linemen. Listen, I, I said this off the air. I'm wearing all black today. Because if you remember the old 1990s before the NWO, there was there was the black era of Hulk Hogan when he was when he was just dark and mysterious and all this stuff. That's how I feel today. I feel like it's a good time to feel dark and upset because regardless of who we go out and sign, the future of the Panthers is not is not bright. Uh, Shannon, what say you? I mean, I, we we had a lot to say on the on the situation, but you know, what are your thoughts on on what's going on here in Carolina? Now, considering the fact that I've thought about this this whole morning, I've thought about this all morning, I've thought about it all day, I really thought that they were going to let Frank Reich finish out a full year and then let him go. I thought that they were going to um, let him finish out and then show him the door. I didn't expect for Deuce Staley, Josh McCown, and all those guys to um, – depart with him i didn't expect for this coaching staff to stay on i did not expect that but the thing about it that i see the most is yes i gotta say david tepper worst owner in the nfl i gotta go with that um ryan you were right on that one he is the worst owner in the nfl and i hate to say that so much as a part-time fan i watch more panthers football than i do my 49ers they're on the west coast i don't get to see the 49ers as much and watching this football team here i see the heart just leave every single game and i really think the reason for that is because frank Reich doesn't have the locker room he did not have the locker room he's not that dog steve wilkes had that locker room when he took that squad from matt rule he had that locker room and those guys rallied around him. You know, when they're looking for a coach next year, I really couldn't care less about scheme. I really couldn't care less. I want a guy in there that's going to take that locker room and it's going to look people in the face and say, guys, what have you done these past few years? What have you done? I need to see more heart out there. You guys are overpaid. You guys make too much money to go out there and play this way. You guys need to rally around each other as a team. I'm tired of seeing egos. I'm tired of seeing people throw their livelihoods around for nobody. I'm tired of seeing it in the front office. I'm tired of seeing it in the coaching staff. And I'm definitely tired of seeing it out of players. You guys need to know good and well that you guys are professionals. and You need to play like professionals and you need to act like professionals because it is a, it's a shame watching this as a fan and i know diehards out of nowhere are watching this and they're dying every week they're dying it is it's not good at all but do i i don't want to be the one to say i told you so and you could you should have kept steve wilkes like most of social media is saying um all the possibilities of coaches in my opinion i think frank Wright was thrown on that island I think he was. He Was he the best guy for the job? I don't think so. But was he thrown on an island? Absolutely. You trade away everything you had 
like you said, Ryan, mortgage the farm. You mortgage the farm to get this young man who has absolutely nobody to do anything with. When we were, I was talking about CJ Stroud on Out of Pocket MD on your show when I was talking about saying that um, CJ Stroud is looking around like, who have I got? Bryce Young is looking around saying, who do I got? He's looking around. Now, mind you, he's a young guy. He can't really say much. He's, this is his first year in the NFL. He can't really say too much. But considering the fact that he was bought there to be the franchise and you pretty much give him no pieces whatsoever, everybody's got everybody's to fall. That's what happens when you're in charge. You're the blame. And you got that. Mike, Shannon, yeah, Mike, you wanted to add something. Go ahead. Yeah, which Shannon said, uh, Ryan's not going to like that. Add this in real quick. But Shannon's like, I don't mean to tell you I told you so. Just saying, like three months ago, I told you the Falcons were going to be the team to, you know, be worried about in the NFC South. You know, through 11 games, they're leading the division. But, right, here, here's where I'm getting a little upset with this about, like, firing Frank right now. Okay? Steve, we've we've mentioned Steve Wilkes. Steve Wilkes went 6-6 six and six last year. Steve Wilkes had more games than Frank Wright did this year. Okay? Yeah. So, if you go ahead and make this move to Frank Wright, um, firing him and bringing Chris Tabor in as the interim coach, what's Chris Tabor going to do? Does Chris Tabor even have an opportunity to get this head coaching job? He's going to no. take more bullets. He's taking more bullets, man. I mean, anybody who takes this uh, coaching uh, spot right here is going to take more bullets. Listen, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw it out. First of all, I I realize why I didn't miss you, Michael. You had to throw that dig in about the Falcons. I get it. Okay, um, I love you no, too, man. Like, no, it's, no. So listen, uh, it all goes back on David Tepper. Here's some tweets. So David Tepper had a press conference today, or I, that, on Tuesday, that uh, that was supposed to address his decision to Frank Wright, right, uh, Frank Wright. Um, a couple of, of tweets, Adam Schefter, um, first of all, uh, he says, Panthers, David Tepper on what, what he's looking for in a new head coach. I would like someone to be here 20, 30 years. I'd like to have someone say the eulogy in my funeral in 30 years. Okay, maybe 40 years. Um, Molly Cotton, Molly ESPN 730. Well done to David Tepper for the Panthers completely wasting everyone's time. This man's, this man, that's a man who holds no accountability and feels like he owes nothing to the fans. Here's one. Um, Amina Kimes, David Tepper is it, David Tepper's impatience is fascinating to me. He made billions betting on distressed bank stocks during the crisis. Must must drive him crazy that he can't identify investing principles in football. There was also a quote that I'm trying to find now uh, from a reporter from the Charlotte uh, the Charlotte Observer, Scott Fowler. Uh, this is this is a direct tweet from from Scott Fowler. I'm very unhappy with the Panthers for getting frozen out of asking a question at the David Tepper press conference. Sat in front row, raised hand high, wasn't called on, protested to no avail, felt like it was purposeful. Um, David Tepper is a joke. Like, I don't know if if the interim has an opportunity. And listen, uh, the, the next topic, the next question we're going to ask about this is who do the Panthers go after as their next head coach? And I'm telling you right now, I saw this, I saw this video earlier that made complete sense. If I'm David Tepper, I'm going to Steve Wilkes and I'm giving him the Happy Gilmore uh, quote. Uh, when uh, you know when 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 Happy Gilmore is apologizing to Chubbs, asking him to to be his coach for his next match. I'm stupid. You're smart. I was wrong. You were right. You're the best. 
I'm the worst. You're very good looking. Right. Thank you so much. That's what I'm, that's what, if I'm David Tepper, that's what I'm oh, saying. To you Steve are not Brooks. taking my defensive coordinator. You leave that man. I thought Ryan was talking to me the whole time. Oh, absolutely not. No, I just, listen, like it's saying I was handsome, you know, <laughs> David, David Tepper claims to have this immaculate patience so much so that he fires the head coach uh, 12, 11 games in the season. Now he's on the hook for two head coaches for a total of $70 million not to coach the Carolina Panthers. Just like we talked about, uh, uh, Jimbo Fisher is being paid $73 million not to coach Texas A&M. Now we have two Don't head coaches getting conveyed a combined $70 million not to coach the Carolina Panthers. So that that begs the question, who, who do the Panthers go after as your next head coach? There's rumors of Ben Johnson. There's rumors of, of Greg Olson wanting to come out of the booth and be the interim coach. Uh, Mike, I'm going to start with you. Where do the Panthers go as for, to, for their new head coach? So if I got this right, the Lions offensive coordinator, Johnson, ben was, Johnson yep. yeah, Ben Johnson was, you know, considerate last year, but decided not to join the Panthers. That's why Frank Wright, you know, went to the Panthers. But I, I love Adam Schefter, okay? And here's why. M. Schefter is always very serious and to the point, and you can like hear his mind while you're playing Madden or watching an NFL game or you know at a sports bar watching the ticker on the bottom. Like M. Schefter's voice is the one you hear. I've never seen M. Schefter more animated talking about how bad the Panthers' ownership is. And M. Schefter made a really good point. Like, who's going to come coach this team now? I, I love Dez. I, I love I love Dez a lot, but he he's got his hopes on Jim Harbaugh, and I'm like, why would Jim Harbaugh want to come to the Panthers knowing you, you're coming in here knowing that there's a full rebuild? You got to rebuild the offensive line. You got to resign Brian Burns if Burns resigns with you. Like, you, but that offensive line rebuild is going to take at least two years along with the development of Bryce Young and getting weapons and everything, especially without a first-round pick this year, which would have been number one, which could have easily been Caleb Williams if you didn't trade it for Bryce Young. It could have easily been Marvin Williams. Like, one of those guys could have been on the Panthers, and Carolina's going to have to sell for second-round talent this year. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know if there's a coach in the NFL. I mean, Grant, there's only 32 jobs of these somebody's going to be like, I want to be a head coach in the NFL and I, and I want to do this. But they're coming into a situation where if Tepper's this impatient with Frank Wright, who was a Carolina boy, like he was the first Panthers quarterback ever. Like if you're not patient with Frank Wright, then who's going to come in expecting that they're going to have time to actually rebuild this? Anybody that wants to get paid $30 million not to coach. Absolutely. I mean – that is a great deal. I mean, sign sign me up, you know. I'm kidding. Uh, I'll get Shan as my quarterback's coach. Shannon, <laughs> listen, he, uh, Michael mentioned Jim Harbaugh. I mean, there's talks about a potential for, for Bill Belichick not to be back in New England next year. Uh, on on tap-outs and touchdowns, I mentioned the fact that we're probably going to see an overhaul with the Los Angeles Chargers. So we, yeah. we might see those guys uh, come available. Uh, who, who do you think – might get this 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 job. Um, who would you like to see this job? And then I got another question for both you guys about where the Panthers go next because Michael just mentioned 
uh, they have to go with second round talent. Is there an opportunity for the Panthers to go and sneak back into the first round by trading some of their talented guys? Uh, Shannon, first of all, how do you like how do you like the coaching search coming coming this coming off season? You're gonna really have to beg, borrow, and steal when it comes down to it because I do not think Jim Harbaugh is going anywhere, even though he looks like he might be um, in hot water with the with the um, Michigan Wolverines. I really don't think he's gonna make his way back to the NFL. I really don't think he's going to. He had his good times with San Francisco. I think that's it for him. Um, I say get Ron. I say get Ron back. I, I say get Ron. That's the only guy I think that would do it. And I don't even think he wants to do it because he had a sour taste in his mouth uh, after Dave Tepper got rid of him. And so this all starts, this all begins in his Ron Rivera. As soon as he was gone, that's when everything just went. The, the wagon fell off. You lost all your players and it's rough that you have to rebuild from that. But um, I would say try to go for Ron because it looks like the Washington uh, commanders are probably going to get rid of him. I say try to get Ron back, but I don't think he'll go. So you might have to be stuck with this uh, with your special teams coach or some young young uh, Thundercat who wants to get a chance to coaching in the NFL. And I don't know who that's going to be. Yeah, listen, I, I don't know if there's a, a a relationship to be mended between Ron Rivera and David Tepper. No. I'm with you. I I mean, we mentioned it earlier. I think he pulled the trigger too early on Ron Rivera. Absolutely. Um, he had one bad season, and he pulled the trigger. You talk about not having patience. Ron Rivera, if, not, if I'm not mistaken, took the Panthers to a Super Bowl. He's the winningest coach in the franchise. Albeit, albeit with coach. with a, an MVP caliber Cam Newton that got Absolutely. demolished by the Broncos defense. Yes. Um, you know, I just I don't I didn't get it then. I didn't get why he didn't go with Wilkes last year. Neither did I. Uh, and, and and to Michael's point, we we were looking at second round talent. If I am the next head coach, we don't know if they're gonna bring in a new GM because David Tepper is playing GM right now. Mm-hmm. Um we are going to have to see Carolina get rid of some of their talent in order to get back and rebuild. The Carolina Panthers are going to have to be active in free agency. My mm-hmm. opinion, they're going to have to sign and trade Brian Burns to sneak back in somewhere into the first round. Michael's probably going to appreciate me saying this. They're going to have to let go of J.C. Horn. J.C. Horn was expected to be a star cornerback for this team, but he, in, in three years, he hasn't played more than like 10 games in a season. He's coming off the IR now, still unable to make the field. Um, and they use the first-round talent on this guy. As a Gamecock, it's really disappointing that he can't get healthy, but he wasn't healthy in Columbia. I, does, I had no, no anticipation that he was going to be able to still help, stay healthy in Charlotte. They're going to have to let go of some of those guys that they invested too heavily in to add some draft capital to go out and get some real talent in this draft. Michael, do you see a chance of the Panthers – trading back into the first round and trying to recoup some of their talent they lost in the Bryce Young trade? Michael, I think you're on mute, bud. Of course, you know. There we go. There the, it is. The, 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 those first show back jitters. Yeah, uh, lighting's a little off a little bit too, but um, yeah. Also, Brett, why did you change my uh, account logo to a Cardinals picture? <laughs> Cardinals. That was gross. That broke my heart when I saw I, it. Man. That I, I was, 
I, I, I had to I had to grab a drink real quick, a uh, gay ray, of course. And I stopped my cam and I was like, I came back, I'm like, what is this? Um, but <laughs> David Tepper is going to try to make those splash trades and splash signings just like he did last year, because he still thinks you can, you know, go ahead and, you know, do whatever with this team. But it's it's not going to work. I don't think you should be trading Brian Burns. Um, you can try trading J.C. Horn, but you're not going to get a first-round pick for him. No. Um, nope. But there is always the scenario that there is a talent that gets in trouble about two weeks before the draft, and he starts slipping for whatever reason, whether he had bad interviews or DUI. Carolina might be able to trade up a couple spots and get that player if he starts falling, if they think the cards are right, or they just stay up in the second round because they'll probably have number 33 overall this spring. All right. Uh, listen, a lot of changes coming for the Carolina Panthers in the offseason. Uh, we are still in this current season uh, for the Carolina Panthers. They are 1-10. in 10. Uh, They have two matchups against the Bucks coming up, including... This weekend, Sunday, 4.05 Eastern time kickoff. The Carolina Panthers at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. As of this recording, the Bucs are a five-point favorite. Uh, With all the turmoil and craziness, Michael, do you see the the Carolina Panthers being able to somehow shock the world and get a win here against uh, division rival Buccaneers? I'm I'm shocked that it's only five points that the Bucs are favored by. Um, it probably hurts Panther fans that Baker Mayfield has played as well as he has for a division rival. Um, but I will say the offensive line is still bad. It's still horrible. But whenever you fire a head coach, people realize they're playing for their jobs, and so they play just a little bit harder. This could actually be a Panthers upset, just like we saw from the Raiders when they fired their head coach, Josh McDaniels, Antonio Pierce, gets the first couple wins as head coach. I think the Panthers, and it's a divisional game, the Panthers have an upset victory. All right. Shannon, what say you, man? uh, Panthers at Bucks. Can the Panthers shock the world and pull the upset on the same week that they fire their their head coach? Not so fast, my friend. Here's what you got to understand. Antonio Pierce, they actually like him in uh, Las Vegas. They actually like him. This is a coach that these guys can get behind. He's a former player. He's got that intensity. I don't see the intensity in Carolina. I don't see it. I hate to be like uh, Dez's friend on uh, the rundown, but I think Baker going to clip him this time right here, man. I think he's going to clip him, and and it's not going to hurt, and we're going to be sick. I think it's going to be a very low-scoring game, but we're going to hear this for once, once again this season. <laughs> Only no. one in the Panthers. Yeah, you're the only one taking the Panthers to get the. <sighs> I mean, I, I've tried, man. I've tried MD. I put the hat on with Houston, and it was great. And then after I put the hat on, I looked dumb the past few weeks, right. and this hurt my feelings, man. I mean, I don't see the intensity. I don't see the drive in this squad. If I see the see the drive, then I'm putting the hat back on. But until then, no thanks. Uh, Shannon, before we sign off, you got anybody else you want to shout out to tonight? Uh, no, nah, I'm good, man. Uh, I, I had a little sadness today thinking about this episode, but I will say this, MD. Glad to see you, my man. I'm glad that you're here. Come on back. Come on back. I'm, I'm 
Uh, I share Shannon in that sentiment. If you want to follow Michael Davis on social media, you can go to his uh, Instagram at out of pocket underscore TRSR. That's out of pocket O U T T A pocket uh, and drop the Mike Wrestling podcast. When he gets when he gets back to getting all of his podcast up and running again, he got he has a lot of really quality content that you can find him. Michael, is there anybody that you'd like to shout out before we sign off tonight? Well, I shout out um, the people I need to my sister's birthday uh, yesterday, but from the bottom of my heart, guys, like my I'm sorry to not get back to a lot of texts. There's like two, three, four hundred or some that I gotta get back to for the last few months, but. Um, really, really happy with what you guys have done with this so far. Really happy with Tobacco Road content as well. Um, I'm going to get back to full strength here soon, and um, I'm excited for Out Pocket to make that Orton return. I love it. The Orton return and not the Phil Brooks return because <laughs> nobody cares about that. Listen, if you want to find me on social media, Twitter at Tapouts and TDs, Facebook.com slash Tapouts and Touchdowns. Make sure you go and follow my, my, my podcast page on Facebook. I'm over 800 followers at this point. So the, the, the final countdown to 1,000 followers for my, for my Facebook page, uh, we are there. Uh, but we have reached the end of our show. So until next week, you may now exit the cat cave, but make sure that you listen to more content on the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel and more Carolina Panthers-themed podcasts on the Keep Pounding Podcast Network, powered by the Fans First Sports Network. For Shannon Smith and Michael Davis, I'm Ryan Frick, and we'll see you next week right here inside the Cat Cave.